Here's Dan Schulman, President and Chief Executive Officer at PayPal, on the discussion Prioritizing Small Business in Economic Recovery, sponsored by PayPal. This idea of how can we help our small business customers really rethink their entire strategy for how do they continue going forward when the world has shifted more and more towards digital is something that we're, I think, uniquely able to go and do. Listen to the entire discussion on WTOP.com. Search PayPal. Politics, power, and the people. From Washington, D.C., this is The Week on the Hill. It's one of the most despicable things I have seen in all my years. Shame, shame, shame. This is clearly an effort by one party to rewrite the rules of our political system. High-stakes politics involving two of the most powerful politicians in the country, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. I'm WTOP's Mitchell Miller, and Democrats have proposed sweeping election reforms that would set federal standards for early and mail-in voting. They are fiercely opposed by Republicans, who at the state level have proposed hundreds of pieces of legislation that would tighten voting requirements. Georgia's GOP governor recently signed into law one of those bills, which would place new limits on mail-in voting and early voting. Before leaving for a two-week break, senators battled over the Democrats' legislation, which has already passed the House. Schumer and McConnell both made rare appearances before the Rules Committee during a hearing related to the Democrats' legislation. This is infuriating. I would like to ask my Republican colleagues, why are you so afraid of democracy? Why, instead of trying to win voters over that you lost in the last election, are you trying to prevent them from voting? This is a solution in search of a problem. The turnout in 2020 was up 7 percent. The turnout in the 2020 election was the highest since 1900. States are not engaging in trying to suppress voters whatsoever. But that's exactly what Democrats charge Republicans are doing. And many Democrats argue the stakes related to voting rights are so high that Schumer should force a vote to get rid of the filibuster. The 60-vote threshold to move forward on legislation is a check on the power of the party with the majority. But with the Senate split at 50-50, Democrats must have everyone on board to scrap the filibuster, and that for now is not the case. West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin has said he has reservations about dropping it. President Biden, who has a history of defending the filibuster, has indicated he's open to a possible change. From between 1917 and 1971, the filibuster existed. There were a total of 58 motions to break a filibuster. Last year alone, there were five times that many. So it's being abused in a gigantic way. And for example, It used to be you had to stand there and talk and talk and talk and talk until you collapsed. And guess what? People got tired of talking and tired of collapsing. And so I'm going to say something outrageous. I have never been particularly poor at calculating how to get things done in the United States Senate. We're going to get a lot done. And if we have to, if there's complete 
lockdown and chaos as a consequence of the filibuster, then we'll have to go beyond what I'm talking about. On the president's behalf, Majority Leader Schumer has set out an ambitious legislative agenda for the Senate this spring. In addition to voting rights, he wants to take up major infrastructure legislation to create jobs and to address issues related to gun violence. But he won't be able to help the president get things done if he can't get any Republican support because he doesn't have the votes. The number two Republican in the Senate, John Thune, says Democrats have changed their tune on the filibuster since gaining control of the upper chamber. The fact of the matter is Democrats have consistently argued in the past, the Democratic leader, the Democratic whip, Democrat members, over 30 signed a letter just a couple of years ago in support of the legislative filibuster arguing how important it was to the institution of the Senate and to the need to have minority representation in our legislative process. Now they've completely flipped, done a complete 180, so fast it'd make your head spin. As lawmakers sort out complicated matters related to Americans' voting rights and how they actually vote in the Senate, bipartisan legislation has been proposed on a matter many Democrats and Republicans agree on, the fencing around the Capitol that went up after a mob attacked on January 6th. Many members of both parties not only want the fencing completely taken down, an interior perimeter still remains after the outer perimeter was disassembled, they want to make sure a permanent fence never replaces it. D.C. Delegate Eleanor Holmes Norton and Maryland Senator Chris Van Hollen, both Democrats, have joined with Missouri Republican Senator Roy Blunt to support legislation that would prohibit federal funds from going toward permanent fencing around the Capitol. Van Hollen reflected their views as they stood outside the Capitol this week. This Capitol is the citadel of democracy, and we should not turn it into a fortress. We should not wall the people's house off from the people of the United States of America. We can achieve security here without building a wall. Senator Blunt noted a section of road in front of the White House was temporarily closed after the Oklahoma City bombing, and that became permanent. All of us who spend any time around Washington knows that there's always a reason that somebody has to make it harder to get somewhere. Pennsylvania Avenue was closed uh, temporarily 25 years ago. And I think the three of us don't want this to become one of those things. It's just easier today to close it than not. And before you know it, it never opens back up. For now, though, the temporary fencing remains around the immediate Capitol complex, along with members of the National Guard, a constant reminder of what many still can't believe happened with the attack nearly three months ago. Since that massive security breach, more than 300 people have been charged in one of the broadest criminal investigations in U.S. history. I'm WTOP's Mitchell Miller, and this is The Week on the Hill. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed, plus special financing for a limited time. 
only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.